0: Welcome to Board Games Anonymous, the podcast with board gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Chris. And this is Anthony. And this is episode 376, Spiel des Jahres nominations for 2022. We'd like to thank all of our Patreon backers for helping us bring you a brand new episode. All right, everyone. Guess what? It's that time of year where the German gods come down and let us know about the latest and the greatest
1: in board games, at least by the time they got to Germany. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a funny year because uh, I would say most of these games have been out for a little while. And I, actually, between the Spiel and the Spiel, maybe two out of the six have been out. Just in the last year, most of them have been out for two or three years and they just now got to Germany. So it's like a weird mishmash of games, uh, but it is the German game of the year. It's not the everybody game of the year. So these are the games that are new in Germany. They got a chance to play this year and that they chose as the best. So we're going to talk about those. Uh, some of yes. which we have played. because They've been out for a little while.
0: Yeah, there you go. See, so that's a thing. Usually the Spielschaars are games that like came out in Germany and were barred from getting to the US. So right. it was like. <laughs> Oh, that sounds cool. I hope to see you in three to five years through the black market or something. That's when I'll play it. So <laughs> not the case yeah. this year.
1: No, no, it's 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 a weird year actually. Mm-hmm. Often I like I bookmark all these games, I'm like, I have to track this down and now I'm like, well, I own most of these and yeah. the rest of them I can find. So I'm good. I'm good. I could get these <laughs> games. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it, it it certainly seems that the world is getting a little more flat as far as board games are concerned. So we're seeing a lot more games from different markets that we not had seen previously. So, yeah. But again, I will say, Anthony, one of the things that usually <clears throat> does happen with the Spiel des Jahres nominations is if you did want that game, when the nominations hit, those games become scarce. Mm. And when some and one of those games wins, those games become impossible to find. Yes. So... You may want to pick those up now if those games are you're interested, but we'll leave that to our feature review because, again, the great you know the German gods are out there and they're telling us that these are the greatest board games out there, so you should know about it so you can seem cool at the board game table, man. You know, you're like, hey, did you know about the Spiel des this year? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's basically you know that's what that's what goes down. Just saying,
1: that's how it works. Right. It now is. You're, you're
0: on the inside now. You know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's like, you know, Stranger Things and Kenobi and Doctor Strange and like 500 other shows. But listen, Spiel des Jahres, that's, that's how you look cool, man. I'm telling you. Talk about the Spiel.
1: I was, I, I, I've i mentioned this before. I'm, t- I'm teaching a class on board games, rhetoric and board games. And I mentioned just offhandedly, I was talking about games that are good. Uh-huh. And it was like all the games I brought in for them to play that week, this last week, I was like, "These are all good. People really like these games." You know, there's some Spiel des Jahres nominees in there, and immediately, immediately, two hands shot up. And I was like, "Nobody knows what I just said." Okay, the German <laughs> Game of the Year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, That's right. It's like the Oscars of board games. I had to take a whole detour because nobody in the room understood what I just said. Um, but you all do because you listen to a board game podcast. Yay. Oscars of board games. You know. Yay! <laughs> Someone's gonna get slapped. That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> no, not those Oscars.
0: No, all right. You know, so so if I if I talk about Kinderspiel, it's okay. is, is that okay if I if I use that in the yeah,
1: podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. No one's gonna slap all you. Right.
0: It's all good. I don't have to I don't <laughs> have to keep I don't have to keep that out of my mouth. All right, good. Uh, because that's important. Kinderspiel is important, and so is Kenner Spiel. And again, if you don't know what those things mean, Don't worry, Anthony will explain those later on. So, yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. But (laughs) before we get into all that fun stuff, because, again, board gaming is awesome, and you know it, I know it, let's talk about it. Anthony, there is, of course, a lot of other fun things that are happening out there in the world, but again, they're all cardboard-based, and in particular, the most funnest of all things is when you win games for free. So, Anthony, did anybody win any games recently? They did. They did.
1: It's amazing. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Woohoo! hoo <laughs> uh, We ran a contest on Instagram for the whole month of May. This podcast is coming out on May 31st. So, or May 30th, I'm sorry. And so you are now hearing the winners of this contest. Um, we gave away copies of Smartphone Inc., Tabanusi, uh, Origins First Builders, Founders of Teotihuacan, and Forum Trajanum. These are all brand new copies of these games. Most of them relatively recent. And the winners uh, were people who shared the post, commented on the post, or liked and followed uh, the Board Gamers Anonymous Instagram account. Uh, and they include Beers, Boards, and Beards, uh, Homeschool Gaming, Jay Jenk 476, Mark Patoka and Board Game Nerd 84. Uh, if you're hearing that and you haven't checked your messages yet on Instagram, do it because I'm in there and I'm offering you a free games so you should definitely respond and uh we'll get that in the mail to you so uh stay tuned follow us on all the instagram twitter facebook all that good stuff because we give away stuff sometimes i know
0: that's awesome yeah congratulations to everybody out there if you did not win do not worry we'll do other contests and things because we love to give out giant boxes of cardboard i don't know it's a weird thing but santa does it so why not us too right
1: yeah we oh. are basically Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't mind that job. I like that. You know, beer, yeah. cookies, you know, it's pretty hip. All right, everyone. So that's what's going on with us. But, Anthony, there is obviously even something more important, and that is those crazy conversations that happen each and every week on our social medias. Let's talk about our
1: question of the week. All right. Question of the week this week. Uh, so this is big, be- it's not a new thing. It's been going on for weeks, months, years. Uh, but, I ask people what older game would you like to see brought back and reprinted into a beautiful, not necessarily expensive, but you know, version via Kickstarter or GameFound. So, most recently we had Raw, Renner Knetia's Raw, and then uh, Castles of Burgundy, which I'm going to talk about later. Just hit GameFound both of those um, with new, fancy, upgraded versions of each. Right? Neither of those games was out of print, but they're bringing us big, expensive new <laughs> versions of them. So. Uh, what other games would people like to see? So we got a lot of good answers for this. Um, we had Tommy who says, you know, I don't back on any of those platforms, but if I did, I would love to see pay dirt brought back from Avalon Hill. Um, it was an NFL statistical based football game based on actual seasonal results. Uh, it sounds pretty cool. Um, Charlie mentions a big deluxified circus imperium. Um, Would also like to see a new version of Pillars of the Earth with updated mechanics uh, with regards to the events and to increase interaction at two players. Um, Also, Age of Industry mentions this, uh, something similar to like the Brass upgrade. But, you know, just bringing that into the modern day. uh, Charlie personally prefers Age of Industry over Brass and would love to see that one brought forward. Uh, I think that makes sense. I'm surprised it hasn't happened after all the money Brass made. Tim mentions one really ugly game that I enjoy is 2004's Hansa to tu- not Hansa Teutonica, but Hansa, <laughs> but Michael shocked. Uh, he he does recognize Hansa Teutonic is also a very ugly game that should also mm-hmm. be brought back as a pretty version. <laughs> so <laughs> Thanks Tim. Uh, lots of ugly games out there. Uh, Dave mentions one that this was the top of my list. So it, it covers everything I would mention. It would be cool to see some splatter titles, get the capstone games treatment. So bus the anniversary edition of bus was beautiful It was a beautiful upgraded version you could get the old artwork in the box along with the new artwork if you didn't want the new stuff um i have a copy it's fantastic i love it i want the same thing for all of their games because their games are generally not very good looking (laughs) so uh that would be fantastic especially for what you pay it's crazy um darren mentions vegas showdown henrik mentions magic realm uh I guess, just as the obligatory Magic Realm reference, because it needs to be reprinted. Um, Michael says Imperium or Antique 2 So really any of those older uh, games that just didn't, that whole sphere of everything, you know, pre-Concordia, just bring all that stuff back and make it pretty and big and and fancy and nice to look at. Um, And then David says, please, 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 someone make a deluxe updated version of El Grande. It's the granddaddy of area control games. It deserves a nice looking version for such a great game. New art and components would make this classic a huge hit. Somebody make this happen. Somebody (laughs) listening to this, make it happen. Um, I know, you know, El Grande getting reprinted was a big deal. We talked about it a lot on this podcast, but it didn't look or feel as nice and amazing as it could have after being out of print for like 15 years. So, um, Yeah, lots of good stuff. I Honestly, there's Castles of Burgundy was at the top of my list. I'm going to talk about that later uh, because it's always been such an ugly game. But (laughs) there's a lot of good stuff I'd love to see brought back. Uh, The Splatter stuff, definitely way up there. Yeah, the Splatter stuff, I think, is the best
0: case to be made because those games are so challenging by their artistic and graphic design that it actually makes the game harder to play. It's just it's a bunch <laughs> of beige and browns, and it's it's a bunch of just it's just not good. I mean, the games are great mechanically, so it's like the same thing with Brass. Like all they need to do is just you know redo the artwork and graphic design, and maybe tweak a couple of things, and then you have another insanely celebrated game. Because there's so many great games in that Splatter Collection that are just not getting any kind of love because. They were already outdated looking when they came out. Right. You know, now they're old, and now you're just like, "What is this?" I mean, I, I bring splatter games to the table, and people are like, "What?" And I'm like, "Trust me." But again, it's it really is hard. <laughs> but you ever play you ever play Indonesia for example? Yeah.
1: It's, just,
0: <laughs> it's a good game, but it, it really is it, it it's it's a challenge. So yeah, I think splatter alone just. Just that whole company. But again, I, I guess it's also their
1: thing. I don't know if they would ever do that necessarily. I don't know. It's it's I mean, hard. They, they let Capstone do bus, So let them do more. Yeah. And then and then Bust did great. So I'm, I'm
0: kind of surprised that they didn't go with the whole thing. I mean, that would be a magical relationship. I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's, it's a kind of a given. Those splatter games just have not gotten out there into the world. So... I don't know. I mean obviously I guess the only other thing, and I know that it's it's sacrilegious kind of to say this, but Dominant Species mm. just because that's a game that is so overwhelmingly abstract to the point of like I don't know, it's so you know, like what was it, um cones of Dunshare, right? Yeah. Like it's so abstracted that it's funny, like that it's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. of course you can't do that. And I'm just like But if we did, it would, people would play it though, right? Like, I I don't, I don't mean to be that kind of guy, but I think that's a thing that needs to happen to say the least. That would be good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking at my shelves too. I think, so this is a game that tried to do it and did a terrible job of it was Power Grid. The deluxe Uh edition of Power Grid was terrible because they gave you like little chips instead of the paper money and it still wasn't better than what you could, what was in the box already. Sure. Um, I would love to see a deluxified version of Power Grid with the available maps reprinted, with all the recharge stuff integrated, and with like realistic, you know, tokens and upgraded maps involved. Um, like the that quarter and half steps that they've done over the years to get people to rebuy that game, don't really do it for me. No. Yeah. And I think that's also the problem now these days,
0: too, is that there was there was a time where the game was the game, and if you did want a nicer looking version of it and i remember this because it you know it wasn't that long ago that like you would sit around the board game table together and you'd be like strategize about like oh if you went to i don't know what i remember the the, the the company was like cow something right if you go there and you, you can get bags printed if you get the image and you Oh, if you, you can get a mat made for the board so that it's big enough to fit all the pieces on it. And like we used to strategize about how to kind of upgrade these games. And they're like, here it is. It's an upgrade version. You're like, cool. And then like five minutes later, here's an even bigger version. You're like, okay, can, c- could you just stop now? Like, I
1: just,
0: <laughs> c- can we, can you not take all my monies? Like, I don't. And then again, like there are, there are those companies like Tasty Minstrel Games that just went too far in some cases right. they just it was just weird and the artwork didn't match and it was just odd and stuff like that so yeah yeah i mean it certainly is a thing that needs to happen if if in order for those games to get more appeal at the table because it's a radically different world uh i guess we'll talk about our acquisition disorders about castles of burgundy but Again, if you'd like to let us know about what games you would love to see upgraded, I can't tell you how many times those people at Restoration Games look over our shoulder and read the comments and maybe, you know, produce a game or two. I'm not saying much, but it does, in fact, happen. So let us know on our social medias, especially Facebook and Twitter. We're hitting up there, but now, of course, on Instagram. All right, Anthony. So that's what's happening with our listeners. Let's get on to the games that we want at the table, hopefully in their upgraded super performing forms.
1: Let's talk about our at the tables and our acquisition disorders. All right, so uh, I mentioned this about two months ago. The Castles of Burgundy special edition on Game Found when they first kind of previewed it. Uh, it's up there now for available to be backed. I have backed it, so let me tell you why I backed it. <laughs> um, you're, you're crazy. Do we have I'm to go? A, do we, this has to be an intervention.
0: This is an intervention, <laughs> right now. Now we're on to the intervention part of the show. Yeah, all right, yeah, everyone, yeah. thank you for joining us. Uh, our friend Anthony, you, you know, he's here because he backed this game. Uh, Anthony, how many copies? Of, how many versions of this game do you own? How many? How many expansions of this do you already own? Huh?
1: Uh-huh. Um, we're here, all, yep, of all of them. Okay, it. okay, good. Yep. Okay, you yep. could
0: you could proceed now. Okay,
1: yep. okay. So, uh, with the shaming out of the way, let's get on with the preview. <laughs>
0: It's an intervention. Um, it's not shame. We love you. We care about you. And we just need to know why you need another version of this. That's all we're asking. Uh, what everyone's asking I, so I, yeah.
1: I ask myself every day. So I don't really yeah. know yet, but let me get through it. Um uh-huh. so they've they finally put this up. Uh it's on GameFound, and it is a super duper deluxified version of Castles of Burgundy. This is what people asked for three, four years ago before they released their tenth anniversary edition, which was to put it mildly, a bit of a letdown, right? The The board art was chaotic and nonsensical. They included all the expansions, but some of the bits didn't even fit properly on the board. It was a mess. Like, And I, I did buy that because I didn't know what I was getting. And when I got it, I was like, this sucks. So, you know, it's it's on the shelf. Um, but this new version, which is in partnership with Aaliyah and Awakened Realms, who... They've worked on things like Lords of Hellas and Nemesis, like some big, big, big stuff, m- miniature based stuff, right? Um, it is completely visually reimagined, right? The game is the same. They haven't changed the mechanics of the game because why would you? It's one of the top 20 games on Board game Geek for a reason. But visually, it's completely reimagined. And all the visual decisions that they have made, except for maybe one, I agree with, I think it looks good, right? It's, it's stark, it's colorful, it's, it's evocative. It's like, it jumps off of the board in a way that like the, the previous anniversary edition did not. Now it does come with these miniature castles, which are enormous and pointless. (laughs) I'll admit that they look really cool. Like I might just put one on my shelf to have it there. Like I'm gonna get the sun drop, because why not? If you're spending that much money, why not spend the extra fifteen dollars? I'm gonna get one, maybe put it on my shelf. But like if you put it in the middle of your board, you're not gonna be able to see the other side of your board, because it's like four. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Um, but the boards are inset now, so you can take the I don't I forgot how many there are, like fifty or so different versions of the player mats, and you can like slot it in there. You can slot it in your tiles, you can slot it in your goods that you've sold and your money. Um, You're getting coins, of course, because it's crowdfunding. You're going to get metal coins. Are you crazy? Uh, You're going to get bigger tiles. They're all 30% bigger. Um, You're going to get special bags for the hexes. There's an option for a player mat and acrylic hexes, like even further upgrades if you want to go super, super deluxe. And the thing that pushed me over the edge, because all of that was not enough. I'm like, I still have all of that stuff. Right. I have all of it. It just doesn't look as good. So spending one hundred dollars to make it look better seems kind of silly. But then on day one, they're like a new expansion. I'm like, man, you guys suck. Um, (laughs) And it looks good. Like it's not just a new expansion. It looks like a good, interesting expansion. So the first new expansion they've introduced is the Vineyards expansion, which is it adds a sideboard with like multi tiers to it and different bonuses you get when you place tiles onto these different tiers. Um, There's four vineyard boards in the box. They attach to your player board. Um, It apparently works in conjunction with the trade routes, which is from one of the other expansions from way back in the day. Um, They've added additional vineyard double hex tiles. So this is like a new type of tile that you place on there um, with different types of grapes that you're going to place out. There's acrylic versions, of course, if you upgrade them. And then the final expansion is this ridiculous, kind of crazy-looking plastic depot with grape pattern. <laughs> like it's dumb. It's a very awakened realms thing to add to the game, um, but you basically can put your tiles like vertically in this plastic holder uh, above the board mat, and it just adds like a, an extra special, like visual element to the table. Um, I hope it's good because this is actually the thing that pushed me over the edge to back all this is the vineyards expansion. Now they say there's more stuff coming and based on Stefan Feld's prolific nature, I hope there's like two or three more expansions to really make me feel like I'm getting my money's worth here. Um, But once they threw that up there and I knew they would do this, which is why I had it bookmarked in the first place. But once they threw this up here, like new stuff, new bits, all sorts of new mechanics. I was like, well, I have to, I have to back it now because I'm sure it's, exclusive to this stupid version. Um and I do get the tiles, I do get the upgrades, I get the player mat and all that stuff. So that kind of pushed me over. Um, I know a lot of people kind of jumped on board at the same point. Um, I will say this though. If you already have Castles of Burgundy and you play it less than like four times a year, you're probably never going to need all this extra stuff. Right? Because it's a game with a lot of replayability out of the box. You can have different mats just out of the base box, out of like the $30 Alea version of the game. Uh, it has because of the dice, it's highly replayable anyways. If you have a couple of expansions, you get off board game geek that kind of covers your bases. You don't need all this stuff, but if this is one of your favorite games or Stefan Feld's one of your favorite designers as it is, and he is for me, then you're just getting more and more stuff and it looks really nice. So, uh, Do your due diligence. Don't back this based on my recommendation. This is definitely me backing as a super fan of this game. Um, As I've mentioned on previous podcasts, I'm kind of, I've bowed out on future Stefan Feld stuff, unless it's priced reasonably. This is not priced reasonably, but it is one of my favorite games. So I've, I'm kind of tippy toeing into it anyways. Um, But if this was a brand new game with all this stuff, I probably would still sit it out because a lot of his recent games haven't really clicked for me and the pricing has been insane. So, you know, do your research, make sure it's something you actually want to play. But for me, it is, and I have backed it and I'm, I am looking forward to it quite a bit. I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to more, hopefully more stuff popping up (laughs) in the next, however many days are left on this campaign. I think two weeks left when you guys hear this. So, um, Hopefully we see some more expansions. We see more, more cool stuff. There's not really more you can upgrade in the base game, so they just have to add more content at this point as stretch goals. That's exciting to me. So uh, Castles of Burgundy, special edition. It's on GameFound for another couple of weeks. It's up to like 1.4 million, so they're definitely doing okay with this. Uh, and there are stretch goals. They seem to be popping up every two days. So uh, I'm going to keep my eye on it. If anything really, really cool pops up, I'll mention it here.
0: I, I guess th- there's a couple things to say, not to stretch out the stretch goals here, but um, this is, it's a weird, interesting idea and project. So first off, we talked about this and we kind of, I don't remember what we said offhand, but we talked about the price of this. Mm. So I honestly, and again, if you don't get the miniatures version, the, the you know, the, 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 castles in here, it's $91 and 14 cents, which doesn't make much sense, but that's, that's supposedly the price here. So I don't think that's terribly bad for this upgraded version. Cause everything's a hundred dollars now. I don't mm. like that. It's a hundred dollars, but I'm not surprised that it's a hundred dollars. Now, if you do get the special edition with the which just really, honestly, it's just that it's the miniature castles. You know, it's $101, which again, dumb, right? Because why is only one piece getting that other than the fact that it's a titular thing, right? It's like, oh, it's castles. If you play the game, like, they're a very small part of the game, right? They're not... no, No one wins the game because of the castles, right? It's just one thing you can do that's great. And it's weird that they get, like, the 3D version of this where, like, just so recently, 3D version of Catan... And everything was 3D eyes. I thought I thought when they showed the castles, I thought we were going to see like 3D sheep, you know, 3D buildings, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it now freaks me out that I just said that because now they're going to do it and, and right. have to buy the game like a 15th time. Because don't you want the sheep to beat 3D? Why would you? Uh, uh-huh. So even the Royal Pledge, which has the pre-paint kind of... You know you know better than I do, as far as it's concerned, and the acrylic hex is one hundred and fifty two dollars, but at that point, you are getting like an additional level. basically, what I'm saying is this is not the craziest price i you know I've no. ever seen, and Feld, you know is already redoing his other games currently, and those prices are exceptionally high, like they are much higher than this, and this actually looks better. Than the ones that they're producing with Queen Games, I'm backing them. So, you know, who am I messing with but myself? But I honestly think that this is a better version than like the recent Hamburg and Amsterdam. It just it just looks better. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah,
1: the the exact same price. I don't know if it's exact same, but very close to the same price. Marrakesh, right? Which is a deluxified version of a new game, but we don't know anything about it. But for the same price, because I've backed all in on this one for the the higher level, you get the special edition with the sun drop, as they call it, which just means Mm -hmm. like the textured paint on there, all the stretch goals, whatever those might be, plus the playmat and the upgraded hex tiles. Now, I'm not trying to sell this. I'm just saying, like, compared to that Kickstarter, which doesn't include the upgraded money or any of that stuff, because then you have to pay that on top of the extras. This is not a terrible cost. and it seems to be working for them because they're making more money on it and therefore the, the economies of scale make it more affordable. What sure. the shipping ends up being, who the heck knows. But That's it. Yeah, that's the thing that,
0: you know, that's the thing that concerns me at this point with any of these kind of right. Kickstarter versions. And Game Found has been historically, like you've seen games on Kickstarter and they're like somehow $20 or $50 more in Game Found. So I don't know what this will be when it eventually maybe possibly gets to like some sort of market or you buy it through the store or something like that. But if you like castles of Burgundy and you, as Anthony, like you said, if you don't own the other versions, this is a tried and true game. It is not my favorite felt. It isn't. Mm-hmm. But if like I had played this a lot, I would buy this. I I mean, it's, it's silly, but I would buy this. I own the original. I don't know how original it is, but I own the original version with a bunch of expansions in it. It doesn't get table time, honestly. I didn't buy the new version of it because I had the other stuff. And I was like, why am I doing that? Um, this is possible. I'm not sure. If you're getting it, that's great. But And also, I'm going to be honest with you, too. I do like castles. I, I mean, who doesn't like a good castle? <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. So, all right. Cool. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, check that out. It's on GameFound. Uh, And again, they're releasing more stretch goals, so maybe there's something that will tip people over one way or the other as far as that's concerned. 15 days left on this as as the time of the recording, so you still have time. If you never played Castles of Burgundy, go on Board Game Arena. It's free to play, and it's a lot of fun, and that version is old-looking. So it might actually move you to actually get to this version. (laughs) All right, so I want to talk about a game that I know very little about, but I think CGE is doing something pretty smart. Obviously, everything is happening in the sci-fi universe. Yes, my friends, if you grew up a geek, you are loving life right now as far as the media is concerned. Because superheroes are everywhere. Sci-fi is everywhere. And there's every version of everything. And in like five minutes, we'll have Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Like, we're going to have all of the things, right? Like, finally, they like our stuff. So, Starship Captains, right? Seems very reminiscent of uh, Star Trek. And it is the designer himself, who's a first time designer here, um, Peter, um, Peter Hofgaard, has mentioned he is like a huge fan of Star Trek The Next Generation. And he is bringing this game through CGE. And I love that because CGE is one of my favorite companies because they know Euros, they do quality work and quality production. So I'm really excited about that. There is not a lot of information other than the fact it's basically looking like basically all those kind of sci-fi Star Trek kind of things with a little of that antiquated space pirate kind of thing. If you're a designer or a publisher out there and you're thinking about doing a sci-fi game, and I know there is a specific game I'm thinking about, please stop doing the pirates in outer space thing. It's been done. You had ice pirates back in the day. Like, please stop, right? Like, it's just enough. It's just two-way carto cartoony. Like other things would happen in space than people with pirate hats and hook hands. Just I'm just asking. Just asking for the kids. Can we not do that? I mean, starship captains here, the the villain here has an eye patch and a hook hand. Like I I just I just need everybody to stop doing that. I'm just saying. Otherwise, it looks awesome because again, this is going to be probably a very great game from CGE. It's 2 to 4 players. It's a euro-style game. It mixes action selection and engine building Uh, you'll manage a diverse crew of cadets ensign androids and officers each with special roles and capabilities By earning medals you can promote train your crew to greater effectiveness and again it is euro stuff so you have your deck bag building you have open drafting variable setup hopefully some asymmetrical powers would be nice the artwork looks good it's, it's a little weird. It's got that, like, it's realistic, but it's also cartoony at the same time. Think lower decks. There is also some photos up there right now. They had Originally, they went with wood, wood meeples and then decided to go ahead and actually put all the plastic on the board. So it seems like there's going to be plastic. It seems like there's going to be an enterprise-looking player board that you'll be able to play with. It looks like a lot of fun. They're hoping that by the end of the year, Q4, this game might actually come out. Might be a little ambitious, but I'd love to see it. Love a good sci-fi game. Love a game that has this kind of Euro elements to it. You can never go wrong with CGE. So, yeah, Starship Captains. Keep an eye out. A lot of uh, designer designers out there. A lot of good stuff.
1: Yeah, this looks awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, anytime CGE is like, we have a big, huge Euro release for the fall. I'm like all on board because the last three or four years that they've done this, it's been a really solid game. Um, and then the theme on top of that, like all in, all in. Yeah. Hope this is good. Yeah.
0: And CGE doesn't typically, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think they've ever done a Kickstarter game found crowdsourcing thing. So this might be affordable. I <laughs> don't Just like, right. right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke too soon. Yeah. All right. So probably. those are the games, my friends, that we would like to see hitting the table at a certain Coordinates in the future. Hopefully, we get those out. Hopefully, we get those played. Uh, I'm sure we'll get Anthony's to the table pretty soon because, you know, giant castles and stuff that we can get to the table. But until then, let's get to our feature review. So, our feature review this week, of course, is the one and only Spiel des Jahres 2022. If it's board games, it's typically German. They know their games and they have their top three categories. So, Anthony, we brought you all the way in from Germany to bring this news back mm. to us about the latest and greatest that is happening out there. So, why don't you take us through, what is the Spiel des Jahres Schna- <laughs> nomination? What is it all about? Different categories? Why are we even talking about it this week?
1: <laughs> Let me give you the 30-second Spiel I gave in my class. Uh, so, the Spiel des Jahres is a, an award given by uh, the German gaming press. Um Every year, uh, along with the Kenner Spiel for the um, I forgot what they call this. Basically, the, the heavier, m- more strategy based games. But what we would consider medium, medium heavy games, um, the Spiel des Jahres itself tend to be family weights. And then the Kinderspiel disyars are straight up children's games. So there's three levels here. And the first one announced um, they announced the nominations all at the same time usually in May, end of May. And then we're going to find out the winner of the Kinderspiel in June. And then the Spiel des Jahr and the Kennerspiel des Jahres will be announced in July. And these are generally agreed upon to be the games of the year, right? There's a lot of awards that go flown around, but and pe- there's always controversy around it. But at the end of the day, the one that people seem to care the most about is the Spiel des Jahres, the game of the year from Germany, the game place the birthplace of Essen where we all want to go right so um these are the games that people are gonna be buzzing about for the next two months no matter who wins the Dice Tower Awards or who wins um the Origins Awards which I guess are coming back uh or whatever other nonsensical awards. even our award the Golden Meeple which I consider to be the the Oscars of, of board gaming awards um <laughs> By that, you mean you'll get slapped if you mention it? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, So what we're going to do is we're going to go through. There's three nominations for each category. There's also recommendations that they provide between four and seven, usually, of Mm -hmm. games that didn't get nominated, but that the judges really enjoyed. So um, we're going to run through those. And uh, this year, there's a lot of games we've actually played. So we might have a little more to say than we normally do. All right. The Spiel des Jahres nominees uh, kicking things off. Uh, first up, Cascadia from Flat Out Games. Randy Flynn. If this is the first time listening to the podcast, go back and <laughs> listen to any episode over the last like eight months. I've mentioned this game like 30 times. I love this game. I hope this game wins. It should win. It's an amazing game. Um, that said, I have not played the other two games, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're also amazing. I don't know. Um, But Cascadia is fantastic. It's a tile lane game, but it's got multiple different permutations and things to keep track of uh, in terms of like the different types of animals you're placing, the different types of biomes you're placing. It's very, very, very simple to teach, but there's a lot of emergent complexity that comes into the game, uh, depending on who you're playing with, the level of complexity, the solo game is amazing as well. It's, And it's about animals and locations where I grew up, which is honestly the reason I fell in love with the game. It's about the Pacific Northwest, but the game itself is also very good. So it's not all bias. I promise. (laughs) Um, The second nomination is Scout. This is a game from 2019. Actually, it came out in 2019 in uh, Japan, I believe. And it's a ladder climbing card game um, in which cards have two different potential values. And players, it's one of those games where however the cards enter your hand, they have to stay in that order. Um, And then you're going to kind of maneuver and try to work with that to to play the cards out in the effective way. Um, The designer of this game is Kay Kajino, who has previously worked on a few games, but nothing substantial, really nothing that jumps out um, that we would recognize. Uh, and it was originally published by One More Games and then republished by Oink Games. So it comes in one of those little cute Oink boxes. I uh, potentially have seen it at conventions and whatnot. It's been out for a while, but it just finally hit German markets last year. So uh, that's kind of the the prioritization. It's how it gets into that Jar's conversation is when it's available there. Um, I wish I'd actually played this one. I've seen it around. I have not had a chance to play it. And then top 10. This is the last of the three nominations. Uh, This came out in 2020 from Cocktail Games and several other um, game companies throughout the world. Um, It is designed by Aurelian Picolet, And I believe it's the only game that they have designed. So it's first time designer and is a party game. Um, which I feel like we pretty much always get a party game in the Spiel of CR nominations now. Uh I don't know how far back that goes, but you look at games like Just One or Code Names and they they kind of anchor that category now. Like they're super accessible, they're super easy yeah. to teach. This one's cooperative as well on top of everything else. So um <laughs> you're just basically well, trying to order put things in order, right? It's top ten. You're trying to build a top ten list. Yeah and then someone
0: judges it. So everyone gets a number and then you're supposed to give an answer to a top 10 lists. So from 10 being the best to one being the worst, and then everyone somewhere in between based on your number, you're going to give that answer. And then the, the judge is supposed to figure out who's the one. And that's a game.
1: So I don't know. It's a, it's a game, I guess. So yeah. Right. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just one sounded, dumb to me too and then i played it and i was like that's actually really good so mm-hmm. who knows um the, the cover is interesting it goes from poop to unicorn so yes that's that's a top 10 of emojis I, uh-huh. maybe we, i don't i don't know what that
0: need, is. we clearly need to change our scoring system we
1: have been doing it yeah. wrong the whole time so <laughs> yeah what is this game is it a poop or a unicorn well i yeah. think it's somewhere in between maybe a sleeping cat or maybe a poop that a unicorn mix. I don't know. That would be adorable. Ooh, unicorn poop. Sparkly poop. Unicorn poop. Yeah,
0: I could say yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, all right. So, I mean, I've played one of these. I would love Cascadia to win. I have not played the others. I hope. I mean, I will check out all of them. Um, any, right. Anything you're rooting for on your end?
0: No, it's Cascadia by a mile. Like, I love Oink games. This one is well produced, but it doesn't seem to be anything particularly special And then your unicorn poop game. Uh, I mean, a a party game is a party game. Like, again, they're, you know, they're a party game is about having fun with friends. And the the game is probably typically usually when it comes to a party game, the least important part of that. So, you know, party games do what party games do, which is just be odd and a little bit weird or just give people like the most baseline entry level kind of access. So it's a concept. We'll see if it works again. It's hard. I think any other type of game you can judge and you can give at least more or less kind of somewhat of an objective opinion. Party games need to be played with a party. There's just no objective way to kind of look at it. You just can't because that's not how they're built.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, That. That makes perfect sense. Yes, I give that uh, answer a
0: unicorn. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So we have a handful of nominated game, or not nominated, I guess, recommended. Those The three were nominated. These six are recommended. Losers? By the, oh, poop? By the, <laughs> they're poop? That's what you're saying? They're poop? Okay. It's the first round of follow-up, or follower-uppers, <laughs> whatever you call it.
0: Um, Follow-uppers so, in uh, German,
1: yes. Exactly, yes, yes, mm-hmm. German. Uh, first up, we got Seven Wonders Architects. Uh, We Mm -hmm. talked about this a little while ago. It's a very, very, very dumbed down version of Seven Wonders. Uh, It's fun, though, until it just becomes kind of plays itself.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's that's my review. Somewhere (laughs) between poop and unicorn.
0: It's not a unicorn, (laughs) but it's not pure poop. It's somewhere in between.
1: There you go. Uh, Echoes the Dancer. This is from Robinsberger. It is an audio game, an audio mystery game. So you get an app and it plays like little audio clips. You're trying to solve a mystery based on the audio clips. Uh, so kind of like the mystery boxes that Robinsberger has been putting out, but with an app involved. So I guess I'm glad for everybody in the board game uh, community that this did not get nominated. Cause we'd have a whole bunch of people saying that apps are not real games et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, good on everybody who enjoys these. It's, it's literally
0: the murder podcast thing, the true crime stuff that everyone loves. And they're like, let's make that a board game. And they're like, you can't do it. And like, sure. So they did it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it's good. Great. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Magic Rabbit. This is from Lumberjack Studio. And you are trying to organize different hats and rabbits into certain orders in a grid. So it's a cooperative game like most of these. Um, it, it's kind of thrown in the children's category too on Board Game Geek. So it looks to be very much on the very light end of things. Um, this would be pretty light to throw in there, but we've seen some pretty light canner- er, uh, Spill This Yard nominees recently. So wouldn't be surprised. Uh, My gold mine from Cosmos. This is a card game in which you are, you guessed it, dwarves trying to dig for gold in a mountain run by a dragon because that's like 30% of all games at this point. Um, but it looks very quick and simple and accessible. And I don't know. I actually would like to try this. I haven't seen it before, but uh, I'd like to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Clover, I, uh. I believe it's... Games on Board Game Arena. I had a chance to yes. play it at some point it's from repos, and it's a party word game, um, in which you were trying to make these different word associations. So I don't know. It looks interesting. Uh, and then Trek Twelve Himalaya is a rolling right. Uh-oh. Chris, it's a rolling right.
0: No, not a rolling right. <laughs> Why? Why did you have to do that? No.
1: Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't win. It's not nominated fully. So they've the role and rights have moved out of the nomination category. Now they're in the recommended category. <laughs> um, this one's also on board game arena, if you want to check it out. So it's mm-hmm. you're climbing a mountain as you'd imagine. Um, and so there you go. Those are all the Spiel des Jahres nominees, recommendations, uh, several of them you can check out now. Cascadia is available. In most places, seven wonders architects. So Clover and Trek 12 are all on board game arena, I believe. So several different games you can actually check out. All right. The Kenner spiel. This is honestly, this is the one we tend to pay more attention to because these are the games mm-hmm. kind of in our wheelhouse as a podcast as gamers. Uh, I love Cascadia, but it's definitely on the lighter end of games. I typically play. Yeah. So the Kenner spiel games tend to be still a little bit lighter than like our sweet spot, but they're like more in range of what we play. Um, So first up we have cryptid and cryptid came from Osprey games way back in 2018. Uh, so this game has been out in the U S for a while. Like I actually, the first time I played, this was at origins in 2018, um, at the Osprey booth. So it's been a long time. This game's been out, but it's, it's really good. It's like a clever deduction game and you're like moving to different monsters around this modular board and trying to figure things out from there. Um, you're trying to like uncover different information about your opponent's clues while throwing them off the secret scent of your own. It just came out in Germany, obviously in the last year. Uh, So I'm glad it's getting its due because it is a very good game. It's very interesting. Uh, And I don't know. Osprey doesn't really promote their games as much. You have some really interesting stuff comes out from Osprey and sometimes it just kind of fades away and you don't hear as much about it. So this is one of those games that I've, I know a lot of people who love it and I just don't see it kind of on the top of a lot of lists. Uh, next up Dune Imperium, which is on the top of a lot of lists. <laughs> so uh, this was designed by Paul Dennin uh, published by dire wolf came out in 2020. So I guess it hit the German market last year, about a little like a year later. And uh, the expansion is already out. We reviewed the expansion about two, three months ago and it is a, deck building worker placement game built in the world of Dune using kind of the artwork from the, uh, the recent movie Um, very good game that is made even better by the expansion just makes the game significantly more accessible and interesting and uh, replayable. So uh, I don't know. It's so cool to just to see a game that captures Dune in an effective way and makes it fun to play through because Mm -hmm. for so long, all the Dune stuff was very old and when you finally got a chance to play it, as I did, you're like, it's not very good. <laughs> so this was pretty good. I enjoyed this. And then the third nomination for the Kenner Spiel was Living Forest from Osk Christensen and Ludonaut. Uh, this one came out just this year, and or I guess the very tail end of last year. We got a chance to play it at PAX Unplugged. Um, I actually picked up a copy a few months ago. I used it in my class. I played it with my kids. Um, it kind of has that Mystic Veil mechanic of press your luck where you're pulling different cards and adding up different icons and using those icons to take different actions. Uh, It's a little bit friendlier and that you don't lose a whole turn if you mess up, but it's, it's fun. There's a lot of different things that you can do with the actions you take. There's like four different winning uh, conditions based on the actions that you try to take. You're putting out fires, you're collecting different um, cards that have victory points on them. You're filling in your forest board, you're planting trees, uh, you're blowing wind at people and knocking them off the board. Um, clever, fun, interesting game. Uh, I was, it was kind of like on a lark that we played this, and I'm really glad we did because it's, it's uh, fit an interesting role in my own collection. So of those three, which I know you've played two because I played them with you, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, it's hard. Again, it's, it's a challenge
0: because the Kenner Spiel. I always want it to be heavier and more dynamic than it ever is. It's always a disappointment. They always go lighter and odder than than I expect. So for me, I guess, as we as you mentioned, Anthony, I like to lean towards the heavier ones. So I would say Dune Imperium. Again, it 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 does a lot of things right. Maybe not all the things right for the Dune universe. But it does a lot of those things. Living Forest was a game that you and I played. It's a lot of fun. I played it on Board Game Arena. It's it's a solid good game. I I I I would like Dune to win. I think Living Forest is going to win. I just yeah. I think that's probably the the that's where the money is at least right now.
1: I would agree. Yeah, like Lost Ruins of Arnak was nominated last year. Yeah, and Paleo won. And Paleo is yeah, much lighter, just... more accessible cooperative game.
0: Yeah, and it's just it just fits their vibe a lot more. And I I would have to check back. I, I don't even remember. Try to remember in history, like, has an IP ever won? Mm. Like, because I, I, it just doesn't seem to something like they're into. But Dune Imperium did a very good job. I I, I give them credit for that. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And
0: yeah, then, I Anthony, mean, the I most be, important? Good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with Living Forest winning. It's just, like you said, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like, fine. It, it feels like a Spiel des Jahres. It does.
0: Right. I, I mean, I think that if they choose that, that's certainly something they can champion. They could say that, you know, this is our, you know, Kenner spiel and like, yeah, no, that makes sense for you. It makes sense for a lot of people. I think we talked about this recently, right? Like, our assumption is that the world is at a more complex gaming level than, than it really is. So, right. you know, Dune Imperium is like, again, for us, that's like, oh, that is a medium light kind of game it's doesn't break anything right it's based on stuff we already know but that's really probably 12 steps further than the Kinderspiel spiel will go I, I think living forest again you know i think that would even be a couple steps heavier than usual for them too so if they go with that i'm,
1: I'm i think that's that's a good choice i'm happy it's there yeah i'd be happy with that yeah um And then the uh, recommended titles here, I guess this is where you get a little bit heavier is Arc Nova, Mm -hmm. which would never win this award. (laughs) It's way too heavy. Um, That was like when Terraforming Mars was nominated for this. And you're like, there's no way. There's no way they're going to give it to it. Um, (laughs) Wingspan did actually win this award, which was impressive because it is a little on the heavier end for this award. But Arc Nova was never going to get nominated. It's too heavy. Mm -hmm. I know some people wanted it. It wasn't going to happen. Korra Rise of an Empire, which we also played at PAX Unplugged and really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, but also there's a lot going on there, so I can see that being kind of dropped down. And then Witchstone, which I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um, this is the Reiner Kinesia game from Hutch and R&R, but it's it's not even that heavy. It just it doesn't feel like it's doing anything particularly new. Um, mm-hmm. It does what it's doing very well, but it doesn't do anything new with it. Yeah, I'm glad Cora got some love
0: because I think that game has gone completely under the radar, and mostly because Yellow has like branded it as at their expert level, right? <laughs> and, and we've talked about this. This is a good game. We sat down at Pax Unplugged, and with just the ever so briefest explanation and and like checking the rule book, and I mean like a considering expert level, there was nothing expert about this. Now. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it's it's really good that it's accessible. The components, everything about the game is high quality. You're basically doing things in order to go after all of these different symbols, as far as like a set collection kind of things goes concerned. But it's a very streamlined game. I like it a lot. I, I think it's a very smart game. It reminds me of a lot of the the older euros where you, it's just action selection. You take your action and you do your things. You pick the points you can, and that's it. So yeah, no, I. I'm happy that this is is getting some love. Again, not an expert game. Yellow, I love you guys. Sincerely, like you're doing yourself a disservice.
1: This does not make any kind of sense. No, no, it's pushing people away, and it's it is. I'm surprised to see it get any love anywhere because I've just it it hit with a thud. I didn't see it drop anywhere. Like I picked up a copy for like twenty bucks somewhere because it just was not. Yeah, it's it's not terrible
0: because it, it's a really good game. It, it it reminds me of so many other good games out there. And I and I think that their marketing campaign, as I mean, even for Yellow, Yellow's got some good medium weight games. This is not an expert game. You, you, uh, bad, bad Yellow, bad marketing team, bad, bad. Good game,
1: very good game, but otherwise, good bad. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the Kinder Spiel. We'll move these through these real quick. Uh, it, it' interesting this year, especially because two of these games are based on former winners of uh, Spiel des Jahres. Awards, um, mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say dumbed down, but like simplified for children. So the first of these out shown clever from Wolfgang Warsh, and it is a uh, kid version of that's pretty clever or going clever uh, mm-hmm. where you are animals at a birthday party trying to, I guess, get all the presents or the I can't quite <laughs> tell what you're actually doing in the game, but. All the pictures are like little presents and pieces of cake and donuts and cupcakes and stuff. There's like a cute little cat and a puppy. Uh, So it's a rule and right for children. That's what it is. So, okay, (laughs) that's fine. Um, Just removing some of the extra math layers and just making it more accessible. Uh, I can definitely see people being all about this. Uh, the, The next one is Quacks and Co., Uh, Mm -hmm. this is Wolfgang Warsh again I guess he just won on a children's kick this year Uh, taking the Quacks of Quedlinburg and kind of removing some of the complexity and making it more accessible for children Um, so you are building a bag of tokens and drawing them out and using them to do different things and it's a race game so there's a racetrack and you're trying to move down the different races Um, I guess it looks like you're racing different types of animals on the cover it's like a donkey and a sheep and a pig uh, <laughs> so it sounds cute. It actually sounds really cool. And I would like to try this one out at some point. And then the last one, um, and this one is, I don't think it's based on another like bigger game, um, but Zauberberg or Magic Mountain, as it's going to be called in uh, English from Amigo. And this one is a cooperative team based game in which you are moving sorcerers apprentices down the mountain ahead of witches, is um, trying to, I guess, beat them down the mountain. So it's like all these pieces kind of moving down this pretty long track um, with uh, like inset paths that you're moving around. Uh, it looks cool. Like it just, it's just a spatial puzzle type of thing for children. Uh two, three, very different games. though. we've got like rolling, right? We've got a bag builder and then a very tactile, um, cooperative game. So I don't, I don't know what to expect here. My kids are starting to kind of age out of these, uh, simpler games. So like, I don't think I would play any of these with my kids. I think I would play the full version of Gonshu and Clever or the full version of Quacks of Quedlinburg at this point. So I don't think I'm qualified anymore to talk about this. But if I was going to pick one based on how cool they look, I would probably go with the Quacks and Co. That looks pretty cute. All right. Well,
0: there you are, Anthony. Thank you so much for a full walkthrough of the greatest of all awards, the Spiel des Chiaris for 2022. So check them out, pick them up, get them to the table. Going to have a great time. All right, everyone. So until next time, this is Chris. And this is Anthony. And we'll save you all a seat at the table. Take care. Bye. See ya.